Suave. you lovely people this is Paul Rigby and Big Bands and Beyond here for two hours of some fantastic big band music guest artist is Calamal Trombone and Arranger Extraordinaire and of course the Pandemic Playlist and the theme tune tonight is pop music right strapping it's going to be a bumper ride I'm very excited tonight because it's pop music all the way and the first one up is Stevie Wonder's Salsation
Well, hi to all you big bandites out there. And it's once again Big Bands and Beyond with uh, me, Paul Rigby. And it's surprising, as I was compiling the playlist, uh, how many are Beatles orientated and uh, Stevie Wonder. That one that you just heard was uh, the Kicks Big Band. That was Stevie Wonder's Salsation. The story behind that was uh, <laughs> when I bought my first house, one of the things I wanted was a really good old singing dancing hi-fi system and I went to the local hi-fi shop and they sat me in a chair and asked me what style of music I liked and they pulled out that CD and I said well I'll buy this, the hi-fi system if you throw in the CD and it's stuck with me ever since we've got the same pandemic playlist and we've got the uh, amazing Callum Owl talking about what he's been up to and obviously he's an amazing trombone player also, a great all-rounder. So that's coming up very shortly. Well, shall we get the show underway? And this uh, first one is from the Colorado Jazz Repertoire Orchestra and it's taken from the album Overjoyed, which is featuring the wonderful music of Stevie Wonder. And this is an unbelievable arrangement of his Higher Ground. Thank you. 
Well, let's just relax now to the cool sounds of Mark Taylor and his big band, and this is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Thank you. 
What a fabulous arrangement of Shake It Off. And that was Tim Ackers and the Smoking Section. And you can watch that on YouTube and you can see how they've uh, quite cleverly put it all together. There's also other arrangements of his uh, that you can find, uh, such as Uptown Funk 2. So if you want to stay in touch with the show, you can join us on Facebook and also the email, which is bigbandsandbeyond20 at gmail.com. 2013 SWR Big Band produced this album. It's a live album called Public Jazz Society. There's some great tunes on there also. In the Stone, for instance, Scarborough Fair. But this one is David Bowie's Let's Dance.
Mr. Mr. back in the 80s had a hit single with Broken Wings and a few other tracks too. And John LaBarbera, who's a prolific arranger in the big band scene, arranging for bands such as Buddy Rich and Woody Herman, this is his big band playing the Mr. Mr. hits of the track Curie.
Georgina Jackson, and you're listening to Paul Ribby's Big Bands and Beyond on Ribble FM. Right, let's talk about Callum. Now, Callum, I knew him when he was with the Lancashire Youth Jazz Orchestra. He would write in arrangements then. I remember him doing a uh, a tune of Singers Unlimited, You Are the Sunshine of My Life, for the band. And he must have got that off within days. And I think he did a couple more. He did some for my big band. And he went off to, to London to do something other than music. I can't remember what it was. Very clever chap. Uh, something like physics or something like that. But his love for music uh, never waned. And obviously people discovered the powers and musical talent of Callum. So I caught up with Callum, and this is what he had to say for himself. Callum, it's great that you're here, and uh, preaching to our big band viewers, who are very keen to uh, hear your story. And um, I'm well chuffed that you've uh, made a name for yourself in the big band world, and particularly the quality of the arranging that you've done. So... What got you into playing an instrument and obviously the world of arranging? I started playing the trombone when I was eight or nine. Um, I was in junior school and the junior school music teacher provided uh, several of the kids in her class with brass instruments. I was uh, probably the tallest kid in the class by a fair way, so I got given the trombone because I had long arms and I could reach the sixth position. Um, I had a fantastic teacher early on, a guy called Terry Reaney, um, who's uh, a stalwart of the kind of um, Lancashire uh, brass education scene. He's um, He was brilliant, and he taught me, uh, he gave me a really good initial grounding in how to play. Uh, he also had a big band that he ran on a Monday night uh, at the Blackfield and Fylde um, College, and we would, that, that was sort of my first introduction into playing in big bands and playing in large ensembles. Um, from there, I moved on to the Lancashire Youth Jazz Orchestra, Lijo, which um, put, which uh, Stuart Grills ran and Paul um, helped with. I think, Paul, you've taken over now. Um, and from there, I moved to the National Youth Jazz Orchestra, um, which was where I really got kind of my arranging and my playing together. That's sort of the, the step which made me realise just kind of how much I had to learn, but how much was available to do. Um, I used to write a new arrangement for Nigel every week when um, Bill Ashton, the, the musical director, would come in and ask for new stuff. And over the course of my time in the band, I guess I probably wrote um, a couple of hundred charts for them, uh, most of which are dreadful, but, you know, they get better as time goes on, and that's really how I got, um, that's really how I got my start. My first instrument was actually the piano, um, which I started playing when I was maybe six or seven. Um, I was, I enjoyed it for kind of the exercise of it and for the kind of puzzle that it presented, but I didn't really see the point that much because it, it until you're very good at playing the piano, um, you don't really get to play with other people. Um, playing the trombone felt much better because as soon as I started, more or less, there were bands, there were ensembles, uh, orchestras, brass bands, uh, wind bands, uh, jazz bands that I could join um, between the Lan Lancashire Music Service. There was a centre at Poulton um, and then the bigger centre in Chorley that I used to do. 
um, and Terry's band that I spoke about. It was always great fun, and there were loads of things that I could be uh, I could be doing with my trombone, which made me like it a lot more than the piano, and made me advance kind of a lot quicker. Uh, it helps that the trombone's a much much easier instrument to play than the piano as well, which kind of appealed to me. So do you prefer small band stuff or big band stuff? As far as listening to it goes, I prefer big band music, no contest. There's more going on. I find it more interesting. Um, you get a much bigger range of kind of counterpoint, harmony, uh, interesting ideas that you can put across in a big band because a small group context is obviously limited by the number of instruments you've got available. I love playing small group jazz as well. Um, it's a completely different sort of discipline, really. If you're playing in a big band, you're in a very hierarchical setting. You're always thinking about what your section leader or what your lead trumpet or your drummer or your bassist is doing, and you're working kind of to support them, and especially as a trombonist. As a, as a trombonist, you're always working to support the lead trumpet um, 90% of the time, and um, whichever chair you're playing, really. Um, and that's great fun. I, I love doing that. In a small group, you've got a very, very different role. You're expressing yourself. You're playing solos, a lot of solos usually. You're um, trying to make some music from the bare bones, and there's a lot less of that hierarchy. But there is still some. You still have to interact with the other musicians. It's just not quite as rigid and predetermined. So um, in terms of playing the stuff, I like both equally in different ways. So for any budding arrangers out there, what skills do you think they need, particularly when arranging for big bum music? So the best advice I can give to young arrangers is just to arrange as much as you can and as often as you can. It's it's one of those things where you've got to get your reps in. The more you do it, the more things become second nature and the better you become at um, kind of working out what the shortcuts are and working out how things fit together. If you think about the kind of the greats of the classical period, say Mozart, um, say Haydn, they wrote absolutely loads and loads and loads and loads of concertos, of symphonies, of um, solo work, of smaller group things. And a lot of these don't get played anymore, um, but the ones that do are the ones that really, really stick. And you can really get more, a lot more done than you would think you can given how certain college courses are timetabled with, say, one arrangement every nine or ten weeks. Uh, the other thing you should always do is ask your musicians that are playing your arrangements for honest feedback. Ask them to tell you exactly why uh, they didn't enjoy playing what you've written, because if it's the first or second thing that you've done, chances are they're not going to enjoy playing it, or at least there's going to be something that they're not going to be uh, quite as happy with as they could be. And... At the end of the day, you're always going to know less about your the instruments that you're writing for than the person playing those instruments specifically until you've learned a lot more. And the fastest way to kind of get that information in your head is to talk to people and have them tell you exactly what what the areas of difficulty are and where you could go wrong. I've found especially with the big band instruments, that being in Nijo and having a bunch of fairly vocal, fairly um, not afraid to speak their minds, shall we say, young musicians telling me what exactly was wrong with the stuff I was doing was a great help in terms of 
getting my arranging together and I think that that sort of environment is crucial. See, Callum, musicians ruthless, you see, and they'll be uh, straight-laced and honest, but some great advice there. Would you recommend young players to join a county ensemble, just, just like you did, and what would you encourage them to listen to? I'd absolutely recommend young players join a county ensemble. It's a great experience for making friends, for playing great music, for learning all sorts of things about music and not. Um, and if that's available to you in your county, it, it's certainly great in Lancashire where I grew up. And I know that I know it's a bit different in various places in the country, but where, where, wherever there is one, I would join it. What to listen to? Just as much as you can. I, mean, I wouldn't be too fussy. I'd try, try as many things out as you can and find out what you like. It's great nowadays that Spotify and YouTube are available. When I was growing up, I had to buy CDs for everything that I wanted to listen to. Um, and, you know, I'd listen to the same CD over and over and over again. I had a Gordon Goodwin big fat band record that I loved, but that eventually was so worn out, it, it, it was unlistenable to. Nowadays, you can listen to whatever you like at any time of the day uh, on Spotify or on, um, on YouTube, and it's great to be able to have a big variety and to work out what exactly it is that you like. Uh, once you have worked out what you like, listen to the same thing over and over again by all means so you can kind of really internalise the style. But um, as much as you can and as wide a range as you can is a great place to start. And in the world of trombonists, who's influenced you the most? Um, there are several players who I really, really love. Um, primarily in this country and kind of the modern jazz trombonists, I guess Mark Nightingale would be one I really, really look up to. His, um, you know, his, his playing is absolutely sensational. I think he's sort of a, um, he's a Charlie Parker level genius on the horn. It's, it's, it's a real, um, it's a real treat getting to hear him play. And I've had the good pleasure of being able to work with him a few times. And it's always a, it's always an education of some of the more kind of classic ones. Um, Tommy Dorsey's a great favourite of mine. I love that high lyrical ballad style, a slightly more modern but still old-fashioned take on that is the playing of Irby Green and Dick Nash, who are two two more of my favourites. I, I lean more old-fashioned than the more modern players. Uh, it's just kind of what I like to do. Uh, Bob Brookmeyer's a brilliant valve trombone player whose music I love. Of the more modern guys, er Elliot Mason is just a phenomenal player. Marshall Jilks, there's there's people, Trevor Myers in London. There are people who are really taking the horn and taking it to new places where nobody thought it would ever be able to go. Something that's got this cumbersome slide and it's not um, it's not the most kind of agile of instruments naturally. But these people really make it sound like it is. So now you're arranged for some amazing people. Who are you arranging for now? And are you arranging more than playing pre-COVID? Currently working on a project for Claire Martin, Matthew Ford and the BBC Concert Orchestra. Um, we've got a Sunday night is music night coming up and the recording sessions are on July the 14th. So I've been busy uh, writing full orchestral arrangements for that for the last few weeks. Um, immediately prior to that, uh, I had a little thing with the Metropole Orchestra in Holland. I was doing um, an arrangement of uh, a tune called Do You Feel for an uh, American kind of jazz slash hip-hop artist called Jose James, who's got a concert with them coming up. 
immediately prior to that, um, sort of beginning of June, I was working on um, a couple of tracks for Michael Bublé's new album. Um, don't know when that will come out. We'll see. It could be a long time yet. Um, I've been arranging more and more relative to playing as time's gone on. I, I, I guess I probably started, when I when I started working as a professional musician, I guess it was a 50-50 split. Nowadays, it's more like a 95-5 split. But pre, even pre-COVID, it was sort of 85-15. The arranging, as it gets more and more high profile and I do more and more of it, it ends up taking up more and more time. And that's nice, actually, because I, I quite enjoy the... Um, I quite enjoy the lack of extreme travel aspect of it. Um, I really do enjoy sort of sitting in front of the computer and working to get something, get something spot on. I find it a really interesting puzzle to solve. My long-term collaborator, Louis Dowdswell, and I have a number of projects on the go. Um, there's a couple that we're sort of in the, in the medium stages of at the moment. The first one is a new album uh, for Louis as a, featured soloist which is a big band album again i've maybe done about 70 percent of the writing maybe 60 percent of the writing and we haven't really started any of the recording or anything yet so that's going to be a little while yet um maybe 2022 if we're lucky um the other thing which probably has a slightly more um a slight it's probably going to come a little sooner than that in january this year we released our ultimate big band toolkit which is a kind of method book that teaches people to play in big bands and has some play-alongs and some uh, solos and so forth. Um, we're doing another one of those. Um, and this one is aimed less at a kind of music college level and more at a sort of high school type level. So for um, for bands like the... Um, Lancashire Schools Jazz Orchestra or Nigel 2 or that sort of level is the, is the uh, ability level that we're kind of pitching this at rather than the pro level or the, or the more difficult stuff that we were working on in the first toolkit. And we're currently recording the rhythm section for that. We've already done all the horns. Um, I think we'll probably be another, another couple of months and then that'll be ready. So that's very exciting too. Here's some quite exciting stuff. And uh, I like the idea of that uh, toolkit. I'd be, I'd be interested in that as, uh, as well. I think that's a great idea. I've always thought something like that would uh, would work really well. So, Callum, I'm, I'm really uh, pleased with the things you, you're getting up to. I wish you all the best for the future. And uh, the stuff you're churning out is quite brilliant. So keep up the hard work, Callum. Keep in touch. And here's one now from the album Songs and Stories, which is the collaboration with Claire Martin. And you'll just be blown away with the spectacular arranging skills that Callum has. The track from the album, You and the Night and the Music. On fire You 
stars Yet we must live for the moment Love till the moment is due After the night and the music die Will I have you? great gift to have having the mindset on these different styles and rhythms not forgetting the harmonies and counter melodies etc etc quite amazing this is Callum Al and you're listening to Paul Rigby Big Bands and Beyond and to take us into the break somebody Herman now from uh, 1965 and this is a great version of Proud Mary <laughs>
106.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley. Ribble FM News. From the Sky News Centre at 10, Hugh Edwards has been named as the BBC presenter at the centre of the allegations of inappropriate behaviour with a number of people. He's the highest paid journalist at the corporation and was identified by his wife in a statement which called for privacy for him and his family. Vicky Flynn says her husband is was currently in hospital dealing with mental health issues. Former BBC correspondent Michael Cole says the future of the newsreader is uncertain. What will decide a lot of things is how much public sympathy there is for him and how much care there's being given to the people who have suffered at his hands. The BBC has confirmed Mr Edwards hasn't been fired. Rishi Sunak distanced himself from the Defence Secretary's suggestions that Ukraine could show gratitude for military support. Ben Wallace warned the UK wasn't an Amazon delivery service, but the Prime Minister says Kiev's repeatedly thanked allies. A teenager's denied stabbing a teacher at a school in Gloucestershire. The 15-year-old's admitted possessing a knife at Tewkesbury School on Monday, but pleaded not guilty to wounding with intent. The Bank of England's warned a million households face a £500 a month jump in mortgage bills over the next three years. It says many will struggle to afford the increasing interest rates. In sport, number three seed Daniel Medvedev avoided an upset at Wimbledon to progress to the semi-finals for the first time in his career. He battled past main draw debutant Christopher Eubanks in five sets. The victory continues Medvedev's unbeaten record on court one. I didn't win as many five-set matches uh, in my career, and here I have two, one for coming from uh, two sets to love down, so yeah, definitely my favorite uh, court, maybe anywhere so far, but uh, yeah, anyway, happy, happy to be in the semifinals. He'll face men's number one, Carlos Alcaraz, next. That's the latest, I'm Daisy Steele.
Welcome back, everybody. And this is Paul Ruby at Big Bands and Beyond. That was Grace Jones' Slave to the Rhythm, played by a British big band, uh, famous in the 80s, uh, leading up the Ruby Wax show, those that remember it, a band called Bandzilla, directed by a bass player and arrangements by Richard Niles. We have a pandemic playlist coming up shortly for your requests. And uh, for those that want to get in touch with the show, it's uh, bigbandsandbeyond20 at gmail.com. Of course, be crazy and join the Facebook page too and you'll keep up with, with all the goss and the chat and what's going on in the world at Big Bands and Beyond. OK, so James Brown's the next one. And uh, I think, and it's my own personal opinion, and uh, please don't fire me down for it, but this next one... I think the big band arrangement with the Harry South big band, sang by Georgie Fame, is better than James Brown. Oh, I've thrown down the gauntlet there, folks. But this is Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. is a good bag.
himself as a good man. You know, I really think he's gone and done it. He looks pretty good down there with four girls with him.
classic Simon and Garfunkel tune there, Keep the Customers Satisfied, from the album of the same name and, of course, the infamous Buddy Rich. Hope you're enjoying the show, and it's amazing, all these uh, pop tunes arranged for big bands. Uh, it just goes to show the diversity that the big bands can play and jazz it up at the same time. And if you know of a big band that's playing in your area or you run a big band yourself, do get in touch, please, and... Uh, I'll uh, stick it on air. And, and of course, if you uh, want to come on and do a bit of an interview, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, hey, this is Bob Mincer, saxophonist, composer, arranger, long-term member of the Yellow Jackets, conductor of the WDR Big Band, and you are listening to Paul Rigby's Big Bands and Beyond. Over and out.
Superstition, a Stevie Wonder tune, obviously, but the big band there from the album Quarantine Standards, the Chad LB Virtual Big Band. Play us on Spotify and join us on Facebook. Big Bands and Beyond. It's not just any big band show, it's Paul Rigby's show. As well as the catch-up shows, and you can get that on, uh, if you go on Google, put in Ribble Valley jazz shows, radio shows, and uh, you'll see me in a, a grey jumper standing behind a, a kit holding a microphone, making a fool of myself, as always. But as said in the last jingle, you can all also catch up with the playlist on Spotify. Right, guess what, folks? It's time for the Pandemic Playlist! Pandemic. I always like this little spot in the show. Because I've always been stunned by the request. They've been so good. Right, so this is the UMO Jazz Orchestra, taken from their album Live in Helsinki 95, featuring good old Michael Brecker. And uh, he's using one of his tunes from The Return of the Brecker Brothers, which is all a stunning album. And consequently, they did another one in a similar vein. So, Richard Lewis, this tune's coming your way with one of his tunes called Slang.
That one was for you, as requested. Uh, sorry, I didn't put your first choice on, which was Maynard Ferguson Country Roads, but I've got that lined up in another playlist that's going to be aired very shortly. See? Us broadcasters do plan. So that was Shorty Rogers and the Jazz Giants playing Infinite Promenade. What a great choice there, Malk. Now, Joanne Kerrigan has asked 
if we can do some Bob Minzer. Now, I remember when Bob Minzer started re- releasing his big band albums, you know, like Spectrum and Camouflage, all cracking contemporary charts, and uh, he continues to uh, bring out some cracking arrangements. So from the art of big band album, this is for you, Joe, and without a song.
Michael Abdenin, multi-Grammy-nominated arranger, producer, and for 11 years, the musical director of the wonderful WDR Radio Big Band of Cologne, Germany. You are listening to Paul Rigby's Big Band and Beyond Radio Show. Hope to see you all soon.
that was requested by Thomas Day Stevens, the boy in charge of Chili Jazz Radio. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find a Wigan one, but I'm sure Nelson's Colin and Big Band will do well and down his lot with the great Bobby Shoe. That was Bread Snapper. Well, thanks to all those once again who uh, requested tunes. Uh, I'm never failed uh, by the quality of choices, of course. Thanks to you lot. And keep them flooding in. Uh, you can send it on the Facebook page or email me on bigbandsandbeyond20 at gmail.com. And if you've got a big band in mind that wants featuring or you want to come on and talk about your band or gigs that might be unfolding as we speak, let me know and uh, we'll see what we can do. Right, we're coming to the end of the show and uh, I found this on, on YouTube and this is uh, a spin-off. If you remember a couple of months ago, we talked about the Horn Stars uh, from Bristol and this is the musicians that followed on from leaving university called the Lockdown Big Band and they're doing a version of Staying Alive. <laughs>
unfortunately time is up once again it's caught us up and you're already waiting for the next show thanks for listening we'll see you again next month with some more carnage of the big band type bye for now 106.7 fm streaming from our website and on smart speakers live and local across the ribble valley ribble fm news